This is 2023, the year of glory. And when you have a word like that, and especially a word like glory, God won't pour out his glory, that's all of his goodness. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that look like? What is what should we look like at the end of the year? What should our lives look like at the end of the year? We're going to jump right into that. And I want you to see, because as you can see it, you can put faith on it yeah. to be in that place. And so we're going to look at several things here as we jump in today. So uh, 2023, the year of glory, uh, the year of all of God's goodness. Yeah. It's, yeah. If it had a subtitle, that would be it. The year of all of God's goodness. That's huge. You know, like I said on Sunday, if you didn't watch yesterday, if you didn't see Sunday morning's uh, broadcast from Boomerang, watch those because they were packed with some ways to think about this, some ways to approach this year and grab a hold of it. But if we're going to live a life in the glory, what does that look like? And uh, like like I said the other day is when we talk about all of God's goodness, what are we talking about? Like, how big is all, right? Because a lot of times our thoughts are based off of somebody on the earth. Like, we see somebody that's like, if you looked at the richest man on the earth, that's going to be a limited view at all of all goodness, right? Mm-hmm. When we're talking about all of God's goodness, yeah. that's not even close. Like, the richest man on the earth is not even close to what it means for every believer to walk in the glory this yeah. year. Like, that's not even close, <laughs> right? And so it's so limited because you've got his wealth without sorrow. You've got fullness of joy, fullness of peace, fullness of health, fullness of provision. All of that is all of his goodness, every bit of it, all the time. Yeah. And we need, when we look at that, it's like, okay, what does this look like? On the other on the other side of that, what where's our responsibility for this? Like what's our responsibility with a word like 2023, the year of glory? What is our responsibility with that word? How does that apply? So that when we get to the end of the year, we could have well done, good and faithful servant. And so just what have y'all seen so far in this word from Sunday and yesterday and today? Yeah, well, one of the things we were talking about yesterday was that you know, when God declares a year of glory, it's our responsibility to take, reach yeah. out and take a hold of it. It's not, our, it's not our responsibility to sit and wait for the glory to come. Yeah. You know, it's our responsibility to say, well, if the Lord said that this is a year of glory, and I'm going to reach out and take a hold of that mm-hmm. yes. and walk in that glory and, yeah. and let that glory manifest and put faith on that, you know, That's and right. believe that, well, uh, you know, according to... to Mark 11, right, right, where he says, believe you have received it and it will be yours. So we have the year of glory. We have that glory now. So I believe that I have it. Yeah. And then all I, all I get to do is just watch it manifest. Yes. Watch the yeah. goodness of God manifest. Watch, watch all of the goodness of God pour out as I yeah. appropriate my faith and say, no, I have it. Not yes. I'm waiting for the glory. All right, where's the glory? Where's the gold dust? Where's the clouds? You know, right, no, right. I'm just, I have it now, and I'm going to be able to watch it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Faith, you said that yesterday, and, and faith is now. Faith yeah. is not yeah. waiting, yeah. right? Faith, the, faith knows that the things of God are manifest, yeah. manifesting as we speak. Yeah. Faith knows that. Yeah. So what about you, Barrett? We're going to get into the biggest point for me Sunday. I know we're going to get into later because it's one of the verses you brought up Sunday. But truly for me, the thing that's just come alive the last couple days is 
Proverbs 10, 22, that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Yeah. We're like, we're, we're yeah. going to dive into that verse, so I'm not going to unpack it now. But a lot of times in the past, when we've talked about there's good things up ahead, my, my soul has tried to kick in and figure out how to do right, it, how right. to make it all happen, how to receive it. And so with the blessing has also come a toil And, and so there was a part of me that knew this is the year of glory, but I had already started thinking through how to make it happen and I had been adding pressure. And so this verse for me on Sunday, it came alive in a brand new way. Like it hit me as Rhema that this is a year of supernatural increase of God's supernatural goodness coming to you and he's not adding any sorrow to to it. So you yeah. can just look forward to all that he's doing yeah, that's without right. any negative aspect of it. Well, let me let me ask this question because I think this will set up the rest of the broadcast. And that is, how would you describe a person or define a person? So for example, uh, let's say that you have a millionaire, right? Let's say that you have a millionaire. Is that millionaire... Uh, you know, think about a millionaire that you don't like, right? That Done. has political <laughs> views completely opposite of yours. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. And what if they offered to give you, to bring you into their company and you would become very wealthy, right? Most of us would say, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're not just defined by the money that they have. They're defined by their character, right? They're defined by not three different areas that we're going to put in. They're defined by the blessing on their life or or not. They're defined by the character in their life or not and the actions that they do, right? Now, the character and actions go hand in hand, but you can't just say that somebody has good character, but they never take any action on it. They are separate items, separate entities. But when you define somebody, a person is basically defined by who they are in their core, what they have, and what they do, yeah. right? Who they are, put that, a person is defined by who they are or their character, what they have, their possessions or the how blessed they are, and what they do, what their actions are. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes, I mean, sir. And so you can see that it's, that it's, we're defined like that. So you could apply that to many different people. You could have a, like, let's say, I want to use a millionaire in this aspect because we're talking about being blessed, and I want to I want to think higher. So imagine a millionaire that uh, has the wrong causes opposed to you, yeah. right, opposed to you. Um, you probably wouldn't receive much from that person. I have certain people in mind, it's like if they reached out to me and said, hey, would you help me with this? I'd be like, no, yeah. no, I'm not doing it because of what you represent and you know, what you're about. I'm not doing it. Uh, other Then there, you have other millionaires uh, that are very wealthy, a lot of power, right? And people would say, oh, yeah, I'll help. What do you need, yeah. right? What do you need? And uh, you'll see people that even if they don't, you'll, you'll watch this a little bit less today because uh, there's been a lot of conflict. But in, in years past, especially, you would have a political opponent that was completely opposite of your party or whatever, and they'd come in and people would still treat them with honor and respect. 
because of, not because they agreed with their character or their actions, but because of what they had. Mm-hmm. See, and so that one thing, the, the ability to give power, the ability to give uh, some money or different things, they would, they would still be agreeable with that person uh, because they're, a person is not just defined by their character. Mm-hmm. They're not just defined by what they do. They're also defined by what they have. They can become influential in that way. And But a lot of times when we hear a statement like the year of glory, then the first thing that goes to our head is what, what we, we have. have. Yeah. yeah, one of the first things. But we are not defined just by what we have either. Right. We're defined by what we do with it. But, I mean, I know some evil people that do uh, fill in, what's the word, uh, Philanthropy, right? They'll, they're giving, they're they're giving things to people, but they're evil at yeah. their heart. They're evil at their core. It's kind of like e- either they're trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, or they're trying to make themselves feel better. But their actions yeah. are good in that respect, yeah. right? Their actions are good in that respect, but their core is off. So they have stuff. They're blessed, you know, physically. They have good actions, but their character's off. So you can see that there's three distinct areas that defines a person. And when you think about a person, I mean, you could just name uh, certain people and instantly you're going to have responses from others based off of what they have, what they do, and and their character. That you're going to have an instant stereotype that happens in people's minds because, because that's how we look at each other. So when we get a word like the year of glory, we can't just apply that to stuff, right? Yeah. It's not just the anointing that'll be present. It's not just uh, that the glory will bring stuff to us, right? Um, this is also what will it cause us to do and how will we act? And, and what about our character? Is our character affected by the glory? Yeah, it should, should be, be, right? It should be. So look at, um, go to uh, Genesis 13, uh, buddy, uh, and then Barrett, go to Genesis 26. Yes, sir. And I want to show you two of the characters in the Old Testament, characters in God, and and you'll find the verse, uh, find the verse where uh, in Genesis 26 will be uh, 12 and 13. And 14, and then in Genesis 13 will be, I think it's verse 1, 2, or 3, and you'll see. And you'll see that God actually defines and lays out who Abram is by what he has. Yeah. yeah. By what he has. Look at that. Go ahead. Uh, verse, verse 2 is fine. Now Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And, and that's it. So in other words, he was actually defined here. Now, we also know him as the father of faith. Mm-hmm. But we also know him as being very wealthy and very rich in livestock, silver, and gold, yeah. right? And so you see these items. So you see the character of Abraham. You see Abram uh, actually ar- not arguing, but uh, kind of talking with God. Uh, he, he's talking with God about how many people will you save Sodom and Gomorrah for, right? And he goes on. He pushes God, right? Right. That's character that he's standing in the gap. We see that he's the father of faith. So not only did he have that character, but he took action on that character. 
and he's defined here by what he had. Yeah. Look in uh, Genesis 26, uh, 26, his son Isaac. Now Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man, talking about Isaac, became rich yes. and continued to grow richer until he became very wealthy, for he had possessions of flocks and herds and a great household, so that the Philistines envied him. Yeah, so you see that he had, he, his definition by God included what he had, yeah. how he was blessed. So you can define this as the blessing. The glory is, going, is supposed to bring about a change in us in three different areas, in our blessing, in our character, and in our action, Amen. right? We should not see the glory of God solely just touch the blessing on our life, yeah. right, and the manifestation. It shouldn't just touch our character without also having the blessing. Yeah. And it shouldn't touch either one of those without also touching our actions. Our actions should define... So at the end of the year, when God says, this is the year of glory, then you should see all of God's goodness in our blessings. You should see all of God's goodness in our character, yeah. and you should see all of God's goodness in our actions. In other words, it overcomes the lack of those things and takes us to the place where at the end of the year, we even before we get to the end of the year, don't just wait till then, but even now, starting right now, we're blessed with all yeah. of the goodness of God in all three of those areas. Amen. And that makes a total difference uh, to how we live and what we look like. And that's why I said on Sunday, it should be at the end of the year yeah. that it should be at the end of the year that that I don't even recognize the people that are around me because they've been so touched with the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Everything's different. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah. No, I really don't. I, I'm just excited about it because the word also says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we could ever ask or think. So yeah. hearing things like that, my brain, like, I'm just imagination is yeah, going, not yeah. in a fantasy way, but just what could happen? Like yeah. Mary looking toward the birth of Jesus, what yes. could happen? So like, as you're talking, I'm just imagining what's the end of the year going to look like? Like yeah. if the glory is yeah. touching us all this way, what could it be? Knowing that no matter what I imagine, God's able to top it yes. and to go beyond yeah. what it is. So yes. hearing this, I want to encourage you, Start thinking bigger toward what this year could hold for you, yeah. for what God's able to do for you, yeah. the church you're planted in, your business, your family. Start thinking bigger because we're already thinking too yeah. small. If this is a year of glory, yeah. big is on the way. Amen. Amen. Yeah. No, like when uh, when we're talking about, you know, the character, when we're talking about you know, all, all those things that the glory can come in and change. That's basically everything. Like, the glory touches everything. Yeah. You know, the glory of God touches everything that we put our hands to. It touches everything it, to, to the core of who we are, if we'll allow it, you know. Yeah. Like, what we need to do is we need to just, like, open ourselves up and say, God, do what you want, yeah. you know, with this year. Do what you want with what, I, with what I'm, like, putting my hands to today. You know, we talked about that a little bit yesterday, you know, of, like, What's the mandates that God has given us today? You yeah. know, allowing the glory to enter into that and to move in that. And that, that'll change everything. If we yeah. just open ourselves up, it changes the character. It changes the actions. It changes all of those things yeah. when we fully give ourselves over to, 
to letting the goodness of God manifest. Well, yeah. And you've been defining it. What is the glory? It, obviously, it's all of God's goodness, but pastor's also broken it down to it's the blessing and it's fruitfulness. So yeah. you may have had a rough year in the past. You may have had a rough, even yeah. beginning of 2023, but what is his glory? It's the blessing. And what does the blessing do? Destroys the curse. Yeah. So if the yeah. glory is available, no matter what you were facing, his glory, can stop it and bring his goodness to you. Like yeah. there's hope yeah, in this right. word. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Well, one of the things that I was actually wanting to get to on Sunday and I didn't get to it is Exodus eleven seven, And uh, this is when the Israelites are in <laughs> captivity, right? They're in captivity yeah. and there's a lot of stuff going on. You got the plagues going on and everything, but you see the heart of God in the middle of this turmoil. Yeah. In the middle of turmoil, the heart of God is elect as Exodus eleven seven. So if you would read that. <laughs> it says, But against any of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark, whether against man or beast, that you may understand how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Yes. Yeah. So you see that the Lord, he wants to give a distinction. He wants you to stand out from the normal stuff yeah. of the world. He wants you to, to look totally different, yeah. but that doesn't have, happen without us actually applying the glory of God and walking in the glory of God. Yeah. We've got to walk in it. We've got to choose to receive that glory, to walk in that glory, let it change us and let ourselves go to another level. If we don't do that, then and that's what he's saying. Why would he why would he make this statement? Why is he telling Israel, I want to make a distinction yeah. with you? He's telling them that so that they will receive it. In other words, hey, look, you're you're not handling this exactly right. I want you to receive this blessing, because I want to show a divide between my people and the people of the world. You're blessed because I want the people of the world to see the blessing that I can give so they can receive it as well. So a year of glory is to, yes, bless us, but also get that blessing to other people by showing that distinction. In other words, he's challenging them, come up to a different level. Yeah. Stop acting like the world, mm -hmm. right? Put that in the comments right now. Stop acting like the world. Amen. Stop thinking like the world. Yeah. Stop receiving like the world. Amen. Receive like a child of God. Receive yeah. that joy. Receive yeah. that blessing. Receive that glory. Amen. Amen. <laughs> like I'm not going to talk all the time. Y'all going to have to take No, it. I understand. I just, there's so many different directions to go in. But what it keeps coming back to for me is truly get your hopes up. We finished 2022 saying that this is the year. Yeah. Like w the first part of that verse says, but against any yeah. of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark. There's not yeah. annoyances. There's not harassments. If we're in God, not even a dog can bark against you. You are the son of yeah. God. Yeah. You're made in his image, in his likeness. And there's glory that God has for you to yeah. produce in you, through you, out 
of you expect that this is a year where harassments don't harass you any longer. Like yeah. there may be the voice of the world, but it's not getting to your ears this year. Yeah. It stops. It doesn't get on your property line. It doesn't yeah. come near your house. There's a bloodline of protection around you and there's a keeping power in the glory. The glory right. is fire. It's a protecting agent. There's a keeping power assigned on your yeah. life. Amen. So expect big things without sorrow attached to them. Expect it. This is your time to rise up and believe. Yeah. Like if like I'm so excited. I'm not putting <laughs> it on. Like I it's just been bubbling in yeah. me for days. Get excited. It's okay to be excited. As someone who is by my own testimony, not been a joyful person in the past, <laughs> who has not always yeah. been easily excitable. I received on Sunday just an excitement of God yeah. has a year of no sorrow for you, for me. That word sorrow, I looked yeah. it up, it literally means no toiling, no pain, no fear, no pressure. Yes. When the blessing of the Lord makes rich, he adds none of that stuff to it. It's yeah. just increased on top of increase, on top of increase, and it's going to keep rising if we'll man up enough to believe that it's for us. Yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole Bible literally is God trying to bring his people to to enter into him so that there can be a distinction between them and the world. Yeah. Like, like all throughout it, like, hey, do this differently. You know, be yeah. holy, for I am holy. What does holy mean? Set apart, Se separate from everyone else, separate from the world. Like God, and God doesn't want the distinction to be we're we're wearier than the world, or yeah. we're or we we as believers are like are struggling more than the people in the world. No. How many of you know that that life with God is hard? No, no, it's not. Like no, that's li it's not. literally the opposite of what the Bible teaches. You know, yeah. and, and so God is actively working to bring his glory to his people so that they can walk in that distinction. You read it in Deuteronomy 28, so that the world will look at you and know that that God that God yeah. has done great things for you. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what the Bible wants, you know. Yeah. Uh, th that's what God wants is he wants the world to look at us and recognize that life with God is better than life yeah. apart yeah. from him. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how people should be looking at us and at our lives. And um and like you you read in uh uh, Romans chapter 12 verse 2 where it says don't conform to the patterns and customs of this world Correct. You know? don't conform to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind what does that mean I, I'm just changing the way that I think and the yeah. way I act to, to not act or think worldly but to act and yeah. think godly yeah. and in his glory and in his abundance and in the things that he has for me and, and, and so that the world will look and be like why are they so happy? Why are they so yes. full of joy? Why are they so full of peace? You yes, know? because we're separate, yeah. set apart. We're That's different. Right. You know, we're we're not we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And people should recognize yeah. that and see that on us. And, and and if we're looking at our lives and saying, "Well, my life doesn't look any better than Joe Schmo down the road," then we're probably we probably haven't received all that God has for us at the level that we think we have. Correct. You know, and, and so what we need to do is we need to receive that yeah. glory. And allow that glory to begin to work and put faith that it's not that, no, I, like, because, you know, it's not that, I, well, I know and I have everything figured out, but it's just not working. Yeah. No, I don't, if it's not working, I don't have everything figured out. You know, yeah. I, there's yeah. something that I can do to enter into that glory. So God help me, you know, mm -hmm. God, give me that wisdom. But I receive that glory now 
Help me to do what I need to do. Help me to change the, the worldly thinking that I've been thinking that has kept me from actually walking in that glory. God help me and he'll help us. Yeah, that's right. Well, and I was thinking about what you were ministering on yesterday about how before the new comes, we need to take the glory and apply it to what's already been placed in our hands. And pairing that with the no more sorrow revelation that I had, like I know in times past, I would have heard that and been one of the, 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 in my flesh, been discouraged. Right, right. I don't like what I have in my hands. I would really like some new. But here's the thing. The year of glory also has in it a finishing anointing. You know, that mountain that we've been circling and that we've seen time and time and time again. And it feels like there's no hope of breaking free. The year of glory, the glory of God has an anointing to finish that project. It has an anointing to break off what's been hard. So truly all the things that we face, even if we don't haven't liked them in the past, the glory removes the sorrow that was assigned to that project yeah. by the enemy, yeah. it brings a finishing anointing so that you can do the new. Like, it's not going to be a hard year, guys. Yeah. Like, it's it's <laughs> not going to yeah. be the same year 2022 was. It's not going to be hard. It's not going to be heavy. It's not going to be weighty. It's not going to be fear-filled. It's not going to be attack after attack. No. Unless, the, unless you believe that it's going to be that way. But you don't have but to. you don't have to, That's yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. True. God said it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Because the issue is people think that it's just going to be magic, that God's going to go over there and pull that lever yeah. all by himself and you play no part. No, you got to put faith towards a word. And if you don't put faith towards that word, then yeah. it will be hard. It will be heavy. Yet faith is what overcomes. So you've got to work with God. He's yeah. not looking to do everything for you and he's not looking for you to do everything. He's looking for partnership. So we can have a word like that, but you've got to put faith towards that to see it done. Yeah. You can't just sit on the sidelines. All right. But with that, if you'll partner your faith with it, God's yeah. already got the system set up for yes. you. Like the year, he's already declared it. He's already released it. It's the year of the glory, whether you yeah. believe it or not. It already is. And God wants every person on this broadcast who will hear this in the time to come to be a partaker of it. All we have to do is take him by the hand because it's like yeah. the train's yeah. already left the station. Yeah. He's not like choo-chooing anymore, telling people to hop Glory's on. being delivered now. It's hop yeah. on time. It's going. Yeah. You can hop it's on at It's being any delivered point. right now. Yeah. Right now. So I want to finish answering the question that we started with is what does this look like? And then I want to deal with another scenario, uh, something that's popped up in the last couple of days that I want to talk about because it, it deals with this. How do we get there and not miss it? So when we're looking at what the glory brings and what do we look like, we talked about it. We're going to have the glory in three different areas. We're going to have the glory in the blessing. We're going to have the glory in the actions. And we're going to have the glory in our character. That it, The glory of God in this year should touch. All the goodness of God should touch each one of those areas. And you'll see this wrapped up in the two different words I talked about on Sunday, fruitful and blessed. 
In other words, we are blessed, literally, physically, spiritually blessed in every way, above and not beneath, the head, not the tail. We're blessed, 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 just like Abram, just like Isaac, rich, wealthy, adding no sorrow to it, blessed. We're also blessed spiritually. We're mentally, we are strong. We're socially, we're strong. We're restored, we're blessed. But we're also fruitful. In other words, we let the glory of God and all the goodness of God change our thoughts, change our mind, change our character, and change our why to be the right why, yeah. right? That we're compelled for the love of Christ, right? It's our it's the proper why that we have so that you combine the, the blessing and the change of character and you have an outcome of action where you have all the believers that have received it being so fruitful, winning souls, making disciples, laying their hands on people, seeing them healed and delivered, seeing seeing financial miracles come to people that they pray with, seeing the blessing and the power of God. So in fruitfulness, we see that a life filled with glory and a life, what it should look like is that there's such an intimate fellowship with God that people never, they never even get to the place where they think that God's not with them. Mm-hmm. They don't, that doesn't even begin to come into their thinking. Hmm. They're in such an intimate fellowship with God, which also means, see, this is the fruitfulness of his goodness and his glory is that he's always with us, right? Yeah. And we're walking with him and he's walking with us. And what can go bad in that situation? Nothing. So when the devil tries to throw a negative thought at somebody, they're like, That can't even happen. And that's a part of the fruitfulness of his glory just in fellowship, right? In him we live and move and have our being. Uh, We're fruitful in winning souls. We're fruitful in making disciples. We're fruitful in the power of God and revelation of God. And we're fruitful in the fruit of the Spirit, which really dives into our character. The glory and all the goodness of God changes us transforms us. We're not conformed to the world like what we're, we can't think and act like the world. We've got to act and be distinguished as the children of God. And we won't be distinguished physically if we won't receive the distinguishing spiritually. I've got to act different spiritually. I've got to walk different spiritually. I've got to receive different spiritually. That will cause the separation between you and the world who doesn't have a promise, who doesn't have an inheritance, but you have one. That'll cause, and that happens in our heart. So I've got to receive the love. I've got to receive the joy. I've got to receive the peace of God, all the fruit of the Spirit, so that it changes my character. It changes why I do things. It changes how I do things. And then you see the blessing. The blessing of God is basically John 10.10. All of the goodness of God to the full till it overflows. Like, how do you define that? Can you define what your year is going to look like at the end of this year? You shouldn't be able to define it. It's so much. And the only way to say is, it's the fullness. Yeah. It's the fullness, and or it's his glory. His glory was poured out on Boomerang Church. Yeah. His glory was poured out on Lunch Plus, the, the people there. His glory was poured out on your life. His glory was poured out on, on your life. And that's the only way to describe it because it's so much so fast, like you don't even have time to tell all of uh, right. all of the stories and all of the testimony. 
blessed to the full till it overflows. The fellowship with God is blessed. Your fellowship with other believers, blessed. Your health, blessed. Your wealth, blessed. Your mind, your life restored and blessed. You're, you're delivered. You're protected. Supernatural protection. Supernatural deliverance. Supernatural restoration. Just blessed. Yeah. Blessed. That's what the glory manifested looks like. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and you can be a partaker with it. Yeah. But you like I was listening to Brother Tracy, you've got to be connected. You know, this is a word release. The vine that you're connected to is so important. Yeah. So don't just hear this. You're like, okay, I'll go experience the glory on my own. No, you're connected for a reason. Yes. You're connected yeah. to this ministry. You're connected to pastor, yeah. to Lunch Plus, to Boomerang. Stay connected to that vine, the house where you're at, the covering. This yeah. is a covering that's over this ministry yeah. this year. Like God's released it for everybody who wants to partake, but yeah. it's over yeah. the ministry. Yeah. And if you'll stay under the covering, if you'll partner with it in faith, yeah. you can't lose if you stay connected, if you're partnered with him, yeah. if you're applying faith. Yeah. Like, God set you up yeah. for a year like no other. <laughs> Hear that, God. That, it's so true. It, the maker of everything yeah. orchestrated a year yeah. where he's like, you can have the fullness of all of me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's available all the time, but he said it this yeah. year. We have a word that we're standing on. Amen. Did yeah. you have something? Well, the, the verse that just came to me is John 17 when Jesus is praying for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he said, I don't ask on behalf of these alone, but for, but also for, uh, but for those also who believe in me through their word. That's us. He says that they may be one, even as you, the, the father are in me and I in you, that they may also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. So recognize that in our unity, that's one of those things that separate us from the world, right? Our love for one another. But then he says this, the glory which you have given me, I have given them. Yes. That they may be one just as we are one. And I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. So he literally says, the glory that you, the Father, have given to me, I'm giving it to them yes. so that they can utilize that glory to point the world back to me, yeah. right? Yeah. See, like that, that's the purpose of the glory is, is, is in that unity, like, like you were saying, there, there's, no, there's really no glory in isolation. Right. You know, there's really no glory in being a monk you know, and, and just studying the word yourself and, and praying yeah. yourself and not actually being connected yeah. with a body or being connected with the church, you know? Like it's in, it's in that submission, it's in that honor, it's in that that connectedness that the glory actually begins to do what the yeah. glory is designed yes. to do. Yeah. And that's why, like, when you talk about you know fellowship with the Lord, you know, it's it's uh, you know, yeah, it's spirit led word, it's spirit led worship, it's spirit led prayer, but it's also the corporate you know yeah. worship and yeah, the corporate that's prayer. That's right. You know, like it it's like it's not just this. You know, if I'm in worship, if I'm in prayer and if I'm in the word then I'm set no yeah. I also need that corporate you know I also need that can to be connected with with the vine connected with who the body that God's yeah. called me to yeah. and it's in that you know like the I mean the the year of the glory is not is not just a word for isolated individuals 
you know, Correct. that hear the yeah. word and they're like, oh, that sounds great. Right. I'll take that and then I'll run with it. Yeah, myself. for no. yourself. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's it, that's a word over the, this ministry, over yeah. this body. And, yeah. and as we're, as we're connected, as we're doing what God's called us to do, assembling, you know, worshiping, you know, honoring the Lord together, that's when the glory starts yeah. to manifest because yeah. Jesus didn't say the glory, which you have given me, I give to them that they may do whatever they want with it. Right. No, right. that they may be one. That's right. And it's in that unity yes. that, that, he go, that he goes on to say, so that the world may know that you sent me yeah. and that you love them. Yes. Like, recognize yeah. that. Like, the world recognizes that God loves them yeah. as we take a hold of that glory and, and utilize yeah. that glory in the unity that he's called us to operate in. Yeah. And, well, there's... Um, you know, one of the things that you see in that is what Paul said, basically me paraphrasing, he says, I'm still alive on this earth for your sake. In other words, what he what he did right in that moment is he showed the whole reason why we're still here yeah. for each other. Yeah. We're here for each other. Yeah. And so the glory is not just to me for me to be blessed. It's for me to be blessed and overflow right. and be a blessing to other people. Yeah. Even and and you would think. Well, that's for pastor to be blessed to other people. No, listen, I'm sitting here and I'm receiving overflow. If they're allowing it, I'm receiving overflow into me from these guys. I'm receiving it from you. Joni just put up. She said, I receive that. My cup is going to be so overflown, overflowing that I won't even be able to keep track of it. She said, who can keep track of all the water that's being poured out of Niagara Falls? That's me. Yeah. That's going to be me. Yeah. And I receive from that. See, that, and that's how it's supposed to work. So that the glory of God feels and overflows our whole purpose. Yeah. I mean, we could be totally the best blessed. The best blessed by going home to be with Jesus and, and be, but that would be very uh, individual, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It wouldn't be to the body. It wouldn't be growing up, uh, growing the body up and helping the others. Others. That's why uh, Paul said, "To live is Christ. To die is gain for me." But I'm living. I'm living because that's what Christ would do. I'm staying alive here on the earth. I'm listening. I'm receiving these words. Not just for me, yeah. but for everybody around me. Yeah. You know, you affect the people around you. Put yeah. that, put that in the comments. You put, I affect the people around me. Mm -hmm. I have an effect. If you don't believe that, ask the prisoners in Philipp in in Acts chapter sixteen. Yeah. You know, Paul and Silas singing in that jail affected all the prisoners that didn't know God yeah. because they put on glory after they'd been beat, after they'd been whipped and stoned, really probably looking at death, a death sentence, and they started praising God in the middle of the, the depth of the junk, yeah. of the dungeon, right? I want to say jungle. Uh, the depth of the dungeon, right? They're in, they're in the inner chambers of the dungeon, and they start praising God. Yeah. Now, let me just, and this goes into what I want to talk about, but let me ask you this question. Which one of us has any right to complain at all? None. Which one of us has a right to be sad as a believer? None one of us. None of us. <laughs> then what the heck are we doing? Yeah. And here's what I want to here's what I want to show is I guarantee I know this for a fact from Sunday 
when I preach this message until today, Tuesday, there's been an all, and think about it, we just received a word of glory, a word that's going to change our whole year. Mm -hmm. We're stepping into fasting, which is going to break the yokes off everything. I know for a fact the devil has orchestrated, especially a mental attack against every person trying to bring it against them, and you've got people that are listening to his garbage. Yep. What do we have to be sorry about? See, what he's trying to do is derail the glory before it ever gets going. And people are letting him because they feel like they have a right to be sad. Mm -hmm. They have a right to be angry. They have a right to be down. There's too much stuff. Listen, if Paul and Silas, in the middle of that jail, in the middle of that pit, if Paul and Silas, in the middle of that pit, could lift their hands and worship God and set the captives free around them that didn't even know Jesus, Then we've and they had been beat, they were in jail, they're cuffed, they're, they're bound up, yeah. looking probably at a death sentence, and, and here they are, and they can worship God. For certain, anybody, any Christian in America in this time and this day and age can lift their hands and worship God and put on joy and peace yeah. and stop letting the devil eat your lunch. There, think about this. Who has a promise of joy in their lives? Who has a promise of joy in their lives as a believer? All of us. Every one of us. Yeah. Every one of us. Is it available? Yes. Yeah. Is, is peace available to every believer? Yes. Yep. Then even if the devil has tried to throw you into the pit, what is your proper response? To wail over being in the pit or to put on joy and put on peace and receive the glory. And that's why I said that earlier. Like, yes, it's going to be your year, but not if you don't receive it. If you sit back and you just think about all the wind and the waves, you're going to walk in there, stay in that pit, and you will not have the fullness. What in the world are believers doing thinking like that and thinking it's okay? Am I correcting you? Yes. I'm correcting you. Get over your flesh and be who God's called you to be and stop whining about these little things and letting the devil eat your lunch. It's If you want to get to the glory, you got to get to the glory now and you better start believing now and stop letting him throw little things at you and you gobble it up like it's junk food, yeah. which is what it is. Stop gobbling it up like it's the, a little treasure. And you not, you got to put on your big boy girl uh, pants and, and, and you got to get with it and start acting like a grown spiritual believer overcomer in the things of God. Yeah. And stop acting like a child. Yeah. And here's the thing. Don't take that and just click off. God disciplines those that he loves. God corrects those that he has a future for. Don't do it, but if you want to, do it. It's true. I mean, and I'm, she's telling you what you shouldn't do. She's helping you. But what I'm saying is figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, this is part of what we missed in this. We've missed this in this age is that people think that they, well, I'm just going to click off. Well, who are you? Who are you that you don't have enough maturity to not listen. What did Jesus say? You want to go too? Yeah. Look, do it. Like if you think that's going to be better, get mad in all your feelings and emotions and get away from the very thing that's trying to help you. That'd be like that'd be like you actually having a solution at the doctor. You know, and I'm you said right, no. you're doing the right thing. I'm just I'm taking it to another level. No. 
Well, it's like. <laughs> well, honestly, like I, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but I'm smiling through this because when Pastor got like this with me, that's when things started snapping in place for that's me. That's right. Because I was playing around with the things of the world. So I'm not trying to coddle your flesh by being like, no, there, there, no, get over yourself. But I'm saying yeah. from experience, stuff like this breaks you free. This is an anointing to break you free if you'll have it. But you got to put on some humility and hunger and stop wallowing in the pit of, of uh, desperation, wallowing in the pit of depression. And you've got to actually get real with yourself and realize what the enemy is doing and stop acting like it's just you. Yeah. It's not just you. I can tell you this morning I woke up, there's like five messages on my phone, people going through stuff. Just from the time I woke up, it started last night, people going through stuff. Oh, no kidding. You think the devil's just going to let you walk into a, a year of glory? Hear this. You think the devil's just going to be like, oh, God said it was going to be a year of glory. Well, here, let me pave the way. <laughs> the, the, he, he would be a horrible enemy. No, he's a very good enemy. And he knows what to do. So he starts trying to isolate you, what you were saying earlier, pull you to the side, get you in isolation, and you've got to be a grown-up. You've got to be a mature believer to recognize that and stop getting jerked around. Stop getting jerked around by him. And if you're doing that, then praise God, you should be saying hallelujah and lifting your hands. Yeah. This, this, I'm talking your language. But if you're not, this isn't going to feel good to your flesh. It's not, but this is the kind of thing. It's like alcohol on a wound that kills that garbage inside of you. If you'll receive that word, it'll help you spiritually get up out of that pit yeah. and never go back to it again. Amen. Stop acting like spiritual children every time a bad thought hits your brain and go running off and whining and complaining and be the people of God. Yeah. Be the children of God. Be the overcomer. You've got all grace to you. The devil's trying to steal your year, year of glory. He's trying to steal that year of glory on day two. And, and people are letting him. Do you want it or not? Yeah. Make a decision. And for all the ones that are making that decision, I'm going to be there to help them. But if you don't want it, I can't help you. Jesus can't help you with that if you don't want it. You've got to decide who you are and grow up and be that person God's called you to be. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> this, this is, you know, what is this? Real talk. Yeah. Because you think, we, here's the thing. We have this idea that we don't really have an enemy and this is a game. Like we can, we can choose this option or that option or pastor's talking and he's upset. I'm not, I'm not upset at you. I'm upset at the devil trying to steal this garbage and I'm standing with you if you won't help. But I can't help if you keep denying the help. Right. If you keep t turning away from the help, I won't be able to help at all. There'll be no impartation. There'll be no anointing for that. Why? Because you've disconnected yourself from the source. So you got to stop making that decision. Recognize it for what it is and deal with it and stop feeling like you have the option to think. you you got to stop feeling like you have the option to be down, Yeah. to be sad. you got to stop you got to stop believing that you have the option, and, and they can put the camera on me. This is uncomfortable for y'all. I know that. Listen, you can, well, I mean, you're having, like, 
I, I get it. Put the camera on me. Like, I, I'm, I'm willing to take the heat and all of that stuff, and I don't want y'all to have to do that. But my point is, we got to stop living like we have the option of living like an underachiever yeah. and, and live like we're an overcomer. Yeah. Stop believing that you are not who God called you to be. Amen. Be who God called you to be. You are an overcomer. You are more than a conqueror. You are the one who will take hold and have dominion over this earth. You are a child of God. Stop letting the devil tell you otherwise. You're not going to get to your year of glory thinking in, in all of these watered-down, diluted thoughts. You've got to think the pure word and truth of God. Stand on it and stop getting in your depression. Stop getting in your sadness. Stop getting in that place. And let God help you, strengthen you. And by faith, you reach out with your faith and grab hold of that and be who God's called you to be. Mm -hmm. It's time. It is time for the believers of God to be the believers. And this is why I said the year of glory is not just about being blessed. It's about fruitfulness because you will not be fruitful in his glory if you don't make a decision to go forward and stop going backwards. Yeah. You won't carry it. And what you do receive, you'll lose. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is it it deals directly with this year of glory. Yeah. It deals directly with it. And I've got believers that have been sitting under the word for years and years and years. And I know this would agree with it, would amen it. And yet they keep falling for the same stuff. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's time to be who God's called you to be. Stop falling for that garbage. Stop falling off the cliff and falling off the 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 you know, ship of his glory into a pit of despair. Grow up, forgive, be in joy, be in your strength, be in your peace. It's all released. Whether you receive, it's up to you. Be a mature believer. And, this, and when we do that, we'll step into a place and the devil won't be able to stop us. Yeah. You talked about the unity. The glory brings us into unity. The unity is this that we are in love with Christ and we're going after him more than we're going after catering our sad self, mm -hmm. right? Instead of catering to our sad self, we're catering because the love of Christ compels us and we get unified over that issue and we go forward and the devil can't stop us. Yeah. He tries to stop us, but he can't do it. So the glory is not just a freely this, feeling this and feeling that and all oh, glory to God. And that, is, that is the lowest level of that stuff. It is believers operating as a unit, operating as a whole and moving into the power of God and not letting the devil steal from it. And when they attack your brother or sister, you stand together as one. No, you will not come near. But see, you can never have that unity if every single individual keeps being and petting their sadness and their depression right. and all of that stuff and catering to their flesh because they got attacked and I just don't feel good today. Do you know how many days I've ministered and don't feel good? Yeah. All the time. There's things I don't want to do, things I, I don't want to be in. This is, we've got to get real with this stuff yeah. and stop playing games. Wake up. Yeah. yeah. Wake up to it. Who won't, if you want a year of glory, 
then let put show it in the comments. I want that password, but don't you put it in there if you're playing games. Yeah. Don't put it in there if you're playing games. Like, I want this year of glory, and I'm going to give my whole life to have it and to grab hold of it, and I will not be denied. Because I don't want to see you say, I want this year of glory, and then in a month I go to correct you, and you flip out because I corrected you. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't have time to play games like that. I want this year of glory. I will have it. If that's you, put it in the comments. Make a decision. Make a quality, heavenly decision. Go all in. Throw away all the options and be who Jesus called you to be. It's your time. It's your year of glory. It's not a game. It's not all feel-good stuff. It's you putting down your flesh and being the child of God that he's called you to be and and grow up into the places of leadership that he's called you to be and get to that place. I want this year of glory. I want it. I'm hungry for it. What you'll find is this, too. When you make that decision in your heart, Fasting won't be hard either because you've already made the decision. No, I am so hungry for this year of glory. That hunger will drive you over it. Oh, it'll, it'll run right over the hunger of the flesh. I mean, it'll, it'll dump truck smash over the hunger of the flesh. Right. And why? Because I'm more hungry for the things of God. Am I talking to you? And the ones I'm not talking to probably clicked off, or maybe they're sitting there watching the show. I don't know. But either way, make a decision. Yeah. I want this year of glory. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a choice. You know, it's a choice. I have a choice whether I'm going to yield to the Spirit of God or yeah. yield, in all honesty, to the devil. You know, like Correct. you don't overcome depression by yielding to no. it. You don't overcome anxiety by yielding to it. But that's what the world yeah. is teaching us now. Like, Oh, well, for your own mental health, you know, you should isolate. You should, you know, scroll through Instagram or do your own thing. Do what makes you comfortable. Don't go to church if, you're, if you have that social anxiety. We're, the world's teaching people to yield to that You don't have social anxiety. You have yeah. a demon that's trying to attach itself that's to true. you. Stop playing games with that stuff. Yeah. Like, stop. And I'm not trying to just jump on this because pastor is strong, so I'm yes. trying to be strong. But if we're in, an, in a wake-up message, yeah. then don't label yourself with some stupid, cute label that the world tries that's to stick right. to justify behavior. Yeah. No, it's a demon. Like, get real with what the stuff is. It's a demon. Sin, it's a demon. It's a nature of a devil. It's not a game. You don't have social anxiety. It's a demon trying to cling to you. You don't have depression. It's a demon trying to steal from you. You're not anxious. It's a demon. And you don't have to tolerate it. And one of the easiest ways to identify that is how much our flesh tries to resist that that very thing. You can't tell me that. You cannot tell me that that's 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 a spiritual thing. How dare you? That's the devil. The the devil wants to get that that unbridled passion to resist that is Mm -hmm. a spiritual force trying to get you to not to you know to not follow that advice, to let to let go of that advice and keep me. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is. One of the things that you see, (laughs) Amen. And, And that's what happens. See, our our flesh mind and our flesh soul will not like a message like this mm-hmm. and that but and you find I was just saying this the other day uh, I was talking to Deb and I said I am amazed at how much soul people are living by right now and that's why he says if you think about it um, if you think about this 
that when, when he says in the last days they'll preach peace and safety, what is that? That's everything that the soul wants. It's all soulish thinking. It's like, I want peace. I just yeah. want peace. It's all soulish thing. I want safety. And so they do everything out of fear because they're so wrapped up in their soul. In other words, what he was saying is, in the last days when they preach this, people will be so moved by a fleshly soul, mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. They'll be so moved by that, they won't be moved by the spirit. Whereas Sydney says, my spirit man is like doing a dance, rockets going off. You know, just it's it's like everything is exploding. Your spirit, a renewed spirit will, will explode with this. Yeah. But your soul, and the more wrapped up you are in that soul, will want to shut that down. Yeah. What we just said, it'll want to shut it down. Why? Because that's an anointing there to break the yoke. Yeah. And, and the devil doesn't want yokes breaking. And so he, he tries to get you agitated in your soul, in your mind, will, and emotion. So many people, instead of giving themselves to that correction, they'll run from it and they'll flee from it. That's why churches have been powerless in America because you've not had any pastors, uh, you know, you have had some, but they're few and far between that'll have the guts to stand up and say these things and the people that'll follow that person have been even fewer, right? Yeah. Well, it's time for that to change because you don't get into a glorious church by catering the flesh. You don't yeah. get into that. And so, you know, you can see this. Well, he's just, he's just hangry. I mean, it's day two of fast, and he's just hangry. I'm not, I'm not angry about, you know, with y'all at all. What I'm angry at is that these attacks have continued, and the church has not woken up to the point to deal with them yet. They have everything they need pertaining to life and godliness in their hand, what believers should be in a pit of despair? None. What believers should be sad? None. What believer should not be at peace? None. They've already been granted. And so if you find yourself as a believer opposite of the fruit of the Spirit in your life, it on some level is your fault. Because you have an enemy that drew you into that and tried to capture you with that. But if you're a believer, you have that stuff available. And if you don't know how to apply it, reach out and ask. Don't sit there in that pit, yeah. right? Don't sit there in that. You've got to. You've got everything pertaining to life and godliness. What I'm, what I'm upset about is, I listen to this. I don't want to go one more day with a church that isn't operating as the overcomer that they're called to be. Amen. Not one more day. Not one more minute. And the church needs to wake up. Now, I'm not just talking about our church. I'm talking about the church across the world. I don't want to go one more day with a defeated church. They're supposed to be conquerors. They're supposed to be overcomers. Having dominion. Rise up to what God has called you to, to be, and let's move into that place. Stop making excuses for the flesh that's holding us back. Yeah. And so we've got to get to that. See, that, can't, that burns in me, if you can't tell. That burns in me. It's burnt in me for years. But that's a part of the baptism of the fire of God that yeah. purges out all that garbage. Get filled up with the fire of God. Let it change you because you can't sit there like that. And once that fire changes you, you can't sit like that yeah. and think that it's okay. You're marked, you're changed, your spiritual DNA is changed. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need the baptism of fire. But what I want you to see is this. I can't make those decisions for every believer. 
You have to make it for yourself and you have to make it for yourself. You got to let that fire of God get inside of you and drive you and stop making excuses yeah. for it. So what is this set section of the broadcast designed to do? Be the alarm clock. Be the alarm clock. You want a year of glory? How many people want a year of glory? Doesn't yeah. that sound good? Well, you're not going to get a year of glory without dealing with this. Yeah. You're not going to have it. Why? Because you'll go down the road. You may be fine today, but two months from now, the devil will dish out some kind of little attack, and you'll fall into the pit, and now your year will not be what it was supposed to be. Yeah. So you're not going to have a year of glory. There's a word for a year of glory. You can have a year of glory, but you can't have it if you don't deal with this. You have to change how you approach it and be spiritually mature in that way. And this anointing is there to help break that yoke, burn that garbage off, burn that average off, burn that mediocre off, and get you to the place of the glory of God. What does he say in Isaiah? Arise, shine. Now think about that. If you're going to shine, it goes on to say that he'll make his glory your glory. But now think about that. He gives, what's the first thing that he gives us in that okay. is this, a command. Get up. Mm-hmm. Get up. You can't be in glory staying down in the pit. Yeah. He tells you, and it's our responsibility, get up. Yeah. Get up. Get up. Put it in the comments, all caps. Get up. Arise. Yeah. Arise, church. Arise to the glory of God. Stop. Now look at this. And this is the crazy thing. Praise God for his mercy. He gives us a word like this for this year. But the truth is, we've had the word of glory ever, for all of our life. Yeah. And why haven't, we, why haven't we gotten it yet? Because we've not arisen to it. I mean, he gives us mercy. He's like, I'm, okay, I'm going to give Pastor Brian a word. All right, 2023, the year of glory. And, and he gives us a word. And, and praise God, what does it do? That word creates faith in us and faith to step into that glory. But the truth is, we've had this word the whole time. We, we've been told from Isaiah 60, arise, shine. Yeah. For your light has come. Yeah. Has already done it. Come. That was, that was pre-Jesus. That too. was before Jesus. <laughs> arise, he's, he's prophesying when Jesus comes. So, I mean, like from the moment Jesus got here, our glory has come. Yeah. But the church has, see, here's what's happening in the last days when he comes back for a glorious church. Watch this. The reason why it's a glorious church then is because that church in the last days decides to be the glorious church. Yeah. It's not because it's released then. Yeah. It's because they find it and put faith on it. Yeah. So what's holding us back? What's holding you back is simply an arising. Yeah. I will not be beat down. I've got to get up. I have to get up. Get up. Get up. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, Father, right now, for every person that's desiring to break through, to get up out of the mud, out of the mire, and out of the dirt, Father, if they've stuck around this long, they're at least hungry or humble for something or very, very curious. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let the strength of God strike every person. Let their heart arise now and let them arise and shine for the glory of God has come upon them. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, let your anointing 
hit them now to step out of that place, be strengthened with all might, and go forward. And I command you, I, I command you right now, don't wait. Utilize this anointing right here and step up out of that place once for all time, never to go back. If you need to, repent. Lord, I repent for having ever received that as a reality, but I will never do it again. Utilize it now. Don't wait. Utilize that now. Lord, I receive the strength to arise. And Father, let your glory rise on each person. Let your, let your repentance hit their heart. Let them turn away from the pit once for all time, never to return to the vomit of that garbage. Yeah. And let them arise to the light of God, to the glory of the Father. And let this truly be the year of glory, not an on again, off again, not a up and a, and a down, not a forward and back, but Lord, pressing forward every step brighter and brighter from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Our Lord, I come against these attacks right now. We don't let them stand. Agree with me right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, every mental attack, every attack of depression, every lack of joy, every yeah. lack of peace, every attack against the soul of man, in the name of Jesus, we come against that yeah. and we plead the blood of Jesus against it. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and we worship you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough. Thank you, Lord, that this is the year of glory for every person that's here in this. Yeah. This is their year. They will not shrink back into darkness, into sadness. They will move forward running into the glory of God. They'll be, they'll be blessed. They'll be fruitful. They'll have the fruit of the Spirit and a character change, action change, and what's in their hand. Father, let them flow in all of your goodness in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Abigail said, I will be a part of the glorious church. Yeah. Amen. See, that's in our hands to decide yeah. and make that decision. I will be a part of the glorious church. Yeah. Amen. Candy says, this was really good. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you think so. <laughs> Glory to God. That's awesome. I hope more people think so. No, it, I mean, it was before you prayed, what the Lord gave me an image of was a dead car battery and a person saying they're trying to crank it over and over and over again, knowing that the car needed to get somewhere, but the battery just wasn't cutting it. Yeah. And the Lord told me, as you prayed, you were going to be jumping people's batteries, like yeah. the, the power of God being released was going to kickstart that on yeah. and the vehicle was going to get revved up to go where it needed to go. Yeah. So for every, whether it felt good or not, the power of God was just released for yeah. you to yeah. break free of all of the junk and garbage. Yeah. So here's yeah. what I want to, like the only reason I'm saying this is because the Lord told me, I believe to say, if you just went through that prayer and it was only half-hearted, and like yeah. other stuff was going on, distractions were there, or your logic was trying to kick in of how's it going to work. Stop it. Turn your brain off. Like yeah. stop 
the thinking, go back three minutes and get in reception mode and go through right. it again yeah. because God has just released a power to jumpstart your life, yeah. to jumpstart your year. So if you don't believe you actually received and you need to do it again, there's no condemnation. Get back in line yeah. and do it again. Yeah. yeah, just receive it. Amen. Brooklyn said, I felt that strength come when you prayed that over. Glory to yeah. God. Glory to God. See, it's, it's time to be real in this whole thing that's going on in, in this age. Yeah. What's happening between you know, darkness and light, between the church. Uh, it's time for us to be real and stop playing games. Um, and, and, you know, what you see in God is, uh, because I, I'm thinking about it, why would God be so strong? And why would Jesus say, you want to go away too? Because here's the thing. Somebody who doesn't have the strength to sit there and listen to that, mm -hmm. many times, they're never going to receive that. Or if they are, that's the seed that they need to get to, right? I, I've heard preachers before, and they say something. I just get really mad at them. I don't listen to them for several years. But what they said planted a seed. Mm -hmm. And although I didn't receive that day from them, I, that seed then brought forth fruit in my future. Yeah. And then I come back to them like, I see why they did that. You know, I've watched ministers before look like they were being rude. And I used to always think, I used to always think, like, I would never do that. <laughs> well, we just proved that wrong. But to the, to the wrong spirit, I'll be rude as heck to the devil, right? Why? Because he's a thief and a murderer. And that's who I was speaking to in this. The devil has wrapped up people's thinkings, yeah. and then they've, they've thought it was themselves. Yeah. And, and it's not you I'm talking about. It's that devil that's wrapped up your thinking, that thought process, that, that stronghold, and it's got to be broken. Yeah. So what the Lord does is many times he'll bring people to a decision point, and it'll be a harsh divide. I mean a very clear black and white, light or dark. It'll be very clear, a harsh divide, and say, choose. Yeah. Because without making that choice, they won't have the strength to carry it out. And they'll actually go back, they'll, they'll waver, and that'll be worse. It'll get hurt. They'll get hurt, and they'll, bigger, they'll hurt other people. Yeah. Because they'll say, well, I chose that one time, and it didn't work. No, you actually never cho chose it. And so the Lord will bring a harsh divide, mm -hmm. a harsh decision there, and say, make a choice. Yeah. Make a choice, right? And uh, this is what John the Baptist did. This is what Jesus did. And, and even Jesus, this is what he meant when he said, you think that I came to bring peace. I, I, I came to bring a sword. Yeah. Now, what he was saying, he's the author of peace, but what he's saying is, what I'm bringing is going to cause families to literally split yeah. because... But, and it, it goes on to say, you know, father will hate, hate uh, son, son will hate father, mother and brothers, all that kind of yeah. stuff. They'll, they'll be a split because there'll be a harsh divide of a choice. And one is God and one's not. And one will see that and yeah. choose that and the other won't. And they'll be at odds with each other over that. And why would he make that statement? Because he's going to take people to a decision that is controversial. Yeah. Right? It's going to bring about controversy in the way the world thinks versus the way God thinks. 
And he said, this is a controversial thing. And that's what you saw today. And that's the love of God helping people to make a choice and go forward. Or let's go ahead and get it over with. If you're not going to do that, either plant the seed that will help you in the future or go ahead and make your choice to choose the devil, you know. Uh, but make a choice. I, again, I'd rather you be hot or cold, yeah. right? He, he, Jesus is controversial. And, and for us, and think about this. What has, what has the world taught us not to be? Controversial. Controversial. Like we don't, we don't want controversial. You know, everybody, they have their own truth. Bull crap. Right. They don't have their own truth. There's one truth. You know, it's like everybody has, like Jesus was controversial. In that way. And it, it's time for the church to understand that mm-hmm. thought process and that kingdom mentality and stop making excuses because what this is one of the worst things you could ever do. Well, I know that Pastor Brian, you know, he was kind of harsh the other day, but he's not always like that. Mm-mm. That's the worst thing you can do. Like you bring a guest into church and the Holy Ghost brings up a controversial point and it's like he's not always, and you're like making an excuse for him. Well, now you're actually telling you, hopefully you're telling a lie because I'm going to be bringing up things. I'm going to be bringing up things that make somebody make decisions always, always. And you're actually doing that person a great disservice. Say, no, the better thing to say is say, look, our church is real and it's going to challenge your flesh. And you just got a really good picture of it. If that's not for you, it's not for you. I understand it, but I'm going to grow and I'm going forward. And, uh, you know, that, and that's the way to be. People don't want to be, you know, fanatics over, over anything. I want to be a fanatic over God. Yeah. I want to be, I want to be, that's not wrong. That's all in. That's on fire. That's hot. Right? That's what God told me to be, was yeah. hot for him, not cold. He, what he didn't say is, what he said was, don't be lukewarm, yeah. which is what most of the world, most of the American church wants us to be. And so the Lord will take us to those points, and he'll draw a line in the sand and say, you need to cross this. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll be strong with it. Well, <laughs> Moses did that. He said, everybody who's for me, come over to this side of the camp. Did he not? Mm-hmm. And... What happened? Everybody that went over there was on Moses' side and happened to be on God's side too. Everybody else, they didn't make it. No. It was a line in the sand. And he was like, listen, this is where we have to be. We've got to be the kind of people that believe in what we say we believe and quit playing games with this stuff. Yeah. Amen. Go ahead. Well, we'll never get to hot. You know, we're either to be hot or cold, not lukewarm. We'll never get to hot if we're looking at ourselves. Never. Because the flesh is never going to Correct. put itself in an uncomfortable position. It's uncomfortable on the flesh to be hot. Yeah. It's uncomfortable on the flesh to be cold. So to get to hot, we've got to stop looking at ourselves. Yeah. And that's what this whole like this whole back half of the broadcast has been. Stop looking at your flesh and start looking at him. Because when our eyes are on him, there's no more options. No. Like he becomes no. the focus. How can you box like a boxer training and disciplining yourself, how can you get to diligence? We yeah. have one focus. We have one goal. And that goal is Jesus, to be him, to be like him, to win souls, to bring heaven to earth. That's the goal. But if we look at ourselves, we'll never, ever hit it because we have nothing to follow other than ourselves. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think a big part of that also is, um, is we've tried to bring a mixture yes. of, yeah. Yeah. of godliness 
with worldliness. Yeah. You know, it, which is like a way of, I don't want to be controversial. I don't want to stand out. I don't want people to come yes. up to me and be like, why don't you watch the, what everyone else is watching? Why don't you do what everyone else is doing? You know, like when, when we're holy, we're set apart and it yeah. stands out and people will ask questions. So, so much to the point when, where, where Jesus actually said, to, where, where the Bible says, you know, always be ready to give an account yeah. for the hope that yeah. is within you. You know, like, yeah. that's why you're like, we need to be in that hope. We need to yes. be in that joy. We need to be in that glory. Because, it, it, you know, modern uh, apologists will take that verse and say, we need to always be ready to give, yeah. to give a logical reasoning for why we believe in the existence of God. That's not at all what it's talking about. No. You know, it's saying, yeah. it's saying we need to be in a position where we are so full of the glory of God and so full of hope and so full of that joy people that people are yes. asking. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, why are you so happy? Why are you so yeah. full of joy? Well, let me, let me tell why you. Why are you so yeah. different from everybody else? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me tell you about my God. Yeah. You know, like, let me tell you about the glory that, that, that I'm walking in because I'm yeah. walking in fellowship with him on a yes. day-to-day basis. You know, I'm, it's not that, well, let me tell you how, how close yes. I can straddle the line of being godly but not being weird yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, being, being relevant to the world so that we can reach them. No, I need to, yeah. there needs to be a distinction, you know. Yeah. Like, we don't reach the world by being worldly. You know, like, that's when the world looks at us and says, well, why, why would I want to follow this God when all of his followers are no different than us. Right. Correct. You know, like that's not how we reach the world. We reach the world by being godly. We reach the world by being different, by being set apart, by walking in his glory. You know, why was the book of Acts, why was the church, you know, having multitudes added to to them daily on a daily basis? Yes. It's because they were walking in the glory. And that in that glory, they were walking in unity. They yeah. were continually devoting themselves to the breaking of bread, to the apostles' teaching, to prayer, and to fellowship. They yeah. were devoting themselves to this unity in the glory. Signs, wonders, miracles were happening at the, at the hands of the apostles. All, it, it was very different from what people are seeing in the world. Yes. You know, pe- there were no needy among them. Why? Yeah. Because they're giving, and they're giving themselves to giving and receiving. They're, they're walking in the glory so much so that... that, 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 that Anyone who's sick, they're getting healed. You know, anyone who's poor, they're they're giving. They're the poor people are giving. Yeah. Because the Bible says that they all gave themselves. Yeah. You know, to to yeah. needs. You know, they were all giving, and that's and it said that in Acts chapter two, and then in Acts chapter four, you see now there's no needy among them. Why? Because they were all giving themselves to the glory, giving themselves to each other, yeah. giving themselves to whatever whatever the Holy Spirit's leading them to do in that moment. And because of that, because of that. Multitudes were being added to yeah. them daily. Yeah. So the the churches weren't dying. The church wasn't in the the church wasn't you know it's it's a hard time for the church. No, the church was thriving because yes. they were operating yeah. in the glory. The more the church acts like the world, the more the church dies because that's, that's where correct. the world's going. Yeah. But the more the church separates themselves and starts acting in godliness and in hope and in joy, that's when when the church begins to thrive. Yes. And that's yeah. what God wants for us. That's right. And in order to get us to that place, yeah. we've got to lay down the ungodliness, yeah. lay down the fleshly side yeah. of things, and be willing to completely crucify yeah. it. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. And think about this. How many people, just last thing before we end today, how many people really, really want the glory of God? Just put hands up in the comments. How many people want the glory of God? But do you understand that to walk in all the glory of God, right? To walk in all the glory of God. All of the glory is 
we're all consumed with his fire. We're consumed with him because all of the glory is all of him. And our God, Hebrews 12, verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. So in other words, now think about this. If our God is a consuming fire, it he literally burns up everything that's not of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He burns up everything that's not of him. Everything that's not of him. That means if I'm going to walk in all of the glory, I am by default and by definition saying, burn up everything that's not of you in me. Everything. Well, that makes us look like God. That makes us get on a different level. That mean, Now watch this. That means I can't hold on to my little pet flesh project. Yeah. yeah. My little uh, pet idol of my flesh. I can't hold on to that anymore. Because if I get into the glory of God, so everybody who said, I want to be in the glory of God, what you're literally saying is, I'm willing to kill it all. Yep. I'm willing to kill every bit of the corrupted flesh in my life, which means I put it down. When it comes up, I put it down. When it tries to raise its ugly little corrupted head, I crush it, right? I, because the glory of God is the consuming fire of God that, that literally consumes it all. And so what happens is people say, now watch this, and how many of us are guilty of it, including myself? I guarantee you I'm guilty of it a thousand times over. Lord, I want your glory. And then I get really close and it gets really hot and God says, well, you got to let go of that too. And I'm like, right. oh, no, I want that. And I drop, and I pull out of the glory, right? And, and I pull back from it because I want to keep this low area over here. Yeah. And, and that's how people get to the place where they just literally, they step into the place of God. But like what you said earlier, the glory is not meant for isolation, right? It's not meant just for somebody to go and there with God for the rest of their life, but they never touch other people. No, we're in the world, but not of the world. You're going to constantly have things that try to, to get back in, right? Dirt that tries to corrupt the whole body. And Jesus said, you're clean, he said, but you still you need to wash your feet because you're walking around in a world that's going to try and cling to you. Corruption is going to try and cling, cling to you. Yeah. So you need to go back and you need to make sure on a regular basis that you clean these areas out, yeah. which means that on a regular basis, we're taking ourselves, presenting ourselves in front of God, letting the standard of the, of the word judge us whole and say, Lord, what needs to be cleaned off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a fasting is a great time to do that. But in order to stop that whole process, what does the devil do? Well, let me just make you feel bad about yourself. Right. Let me make you feel sad, out of peace, out of joy, out of all this stuff. Let me throw, Let me throw. Uh, well, I didn't like what such and such a church said on Sunday, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so, but we've got to overlook that. We've got to see right through that, mm-hmm. right? And get through that, get around that and say, Lord, I present myself. Kill it all. And see, when we go into unity, it's like, okay, you know, and, and y'all seen this now. You've seen it for a little bit longer. But, you know, people do stuff. I'll forget that they did it. It's true. Like, I completely forget that they did it. The other day, something, I forget what it was, but I was sitting there and I was like, oh, yeah, they were really ugly. <laughs> I forgot about that, you know. I'm, I was wanting to help them. 
But I'm not even thinking about that, right? Yeah. That's where we've got to get to, where it's like, you know, you you just don't even take that stuff into consideration. Why? Because that's not who God wants you to be. You're not your own protector. God's your protector. I just go after him. Let the consuming fire of God keep burning that stuff off, and it'll keep that stuff at bay. Yeah. And even if there's a tax, he'll fix it. Yeah. yeah. He'll help me fix it. And this is where we have to stay. Yeah. We have to stay in the place where we are willing to let God consume the flesh pieces, the corrupted flesh pieces, all the time, any time, and walk in the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen? Yes, sir. Glory to God. Father, right now, let us see it. Let us leave no option but your holiness and your godliness. Father, let us leave no option but your glory and your consuming fire that we may walk with you and be the church, the glorious church that you've called us to be. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. We love you so very much. We'll be back tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to let them uh, take the offering for today. If you got something out of that and you're saying, man, I need to sow into that, I want that operating in my life. That's a great thing to sow into and uh, help us get the gospel out there, partner with us. I'm yeah. going to let them handle that, whoever is going to. I'm not sure which one. But we love you. We'll see you tomorrow at uh, 12 noon on Lunch Plus. Love you. Hi, guys. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We sow this broadcast into you, and, and we want to give you an opportunity to sow into this word. I mean, this was a powerful word. You know, it, this was a powerful word. I, I'm planning on sowing into this. But, guys, we want to encourage you. If the Lord is stirring in your heart, obviously we want you to be led. That's the main thing that we want um, for you guys as, as we give you an opportunity to sow. But, we, but I'm telling you, when you sow into a word, you reap that mm -hmm. word. You know, if you've been having opportunities with, with the world, with, with, with the lies of the enemy, when you sow into a word that combat, completely combats the, the lies of the enemy, you're going to reap a grace to overcome the enemy. So I, I want to encourage you, as the Lord is leading you, uh, you can go to giveww.org. And so there we have, uh, uh, there at giveww, you have access to all of the ways to give. We, you can give uh, online with a card. You can give once, give on a recurring basis and partner with us. You can go to Cash App, uh, Venmo, text to give. You can give cryptocurrency and NFTs. We have all yeah. of those different ways to give, but we want to make those available to you today to sow. Amen. Yeah. Did you have something? I did. And I was wondering where it fit in the broadcast. It didn't until right now. Proverbs 10, 4 says, The hand of the diligent makes rich. That word diligent, it means sharp, clear, focused on one thing and one thing only. And that's Jesus. The diligent, those who would pursue him diligently. What did we just reap? A word to be clear-minded, yeah. clearly yeah. fixed on him. Yeah. And as you hear that clear direction from God to sow today, yeah. as he tells you to do that, you be obedient quickly. And as you are, expect God brings the increase. Yeah. So today in the name of Jesus, blessed be every seed that's being sown. Let it be blessed on the level of God's glory today. 
Lord, for every person that you are drawing to sow, that you're leading to sow, I thank you and I praise you, God, that you are the God of increase. You're the God of abundance. And Father, we give you thanks knowing that increase belongs to them. So Father, in the name of Jesus, break off the yoke of small harvest thinking. Break off the yoke of little increase. Break it off now. And as they so open the windows of heaven in their lives and in their thinking, we call this seed blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will run into their hands and we give you praise. Thank you for being our God of increase. Thank you for being our God who provides. Thank you for being our God who equips. And we trust you with today's seed. In Jesus name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being on today, guys. We love you very much. We believe in you that this can be your best year yet. Receive this word with faith. And come back tomorrow for another kickstart into your greatest year yet.